0: up guys today we have a great episode we're going to talk about something that about the hard truth of what dieting really entails especially when you get deep into it and how dieting and tracking can be a mind fuck seriously yes (laughs) so it can be and actually leanne was really really didn't want to say that word by the way yeah know. struggle so i had to do that intro yeah uh, just so i can say the F word. my puritan roots yeah really, really got, got me there in.
1: or yeah. if my mom's listening tyler's really a good guy just <laughs> letting y'all know i'm just kidding
0: you'll hear more <laughs> moms here and there so if you don't like them <laughs> you might want to turn it off
1: yeah we'll try to keep it mostly no, pg I, but every now the the passion sometimes brings yeah it out. of course of course
0: <laughs> but anyway. yeah this is a good one like as you get died or you died down for a long time like you really get into it and get in the zone, if, assuming you're consistent with what you're doing. Um, now, if you're messing around a lot, this is something that's different. And this is a very common thing that happens to people, especially like competitors, when they get deep down uh, into the dieting world. Um, and we're talking like like getting pretty lean for the for most sure. part.
1: could be. But a
0: long duration of it, I guess, mm-hmm. and the consistency of it. Mm-hmm is what really kind of drives people to go insane at
1: times. Yeah, bring this feeling on quite a bit. A lot of feels. Yeah. I think it's, and we do, so just to give reference, like most of the time we do have our clients for one, two, three, four years, like a long time. So I know for me, and I think Tyler too, it's important to help people understand that tracking should be a means to an end. It isn't like this endless you know, well, now I guess this is just what I do. Wake up every day and track every morsel of food that I eat. Like there really is an end game with it. But I think when we dive into tracking, I know I kind of felt like this where it's like, you don't think about, well, when will this end? Or like, how does that look when it doesn't or when I reach my goal or whatever it is. You just, what happens with tracking is, while both of us believe it is the best way to reach an end goal because it is so specific and you can dial in all of the you know we're kind our bodies are kind of a, a science experiment so it's like how do you know how to create the result if you don't know exactly like what's going in so it is the best way to create the result that's why we believe in it however when you're looking at things with great detail the human brain has a tendency to kind of like start to hyper focus on all of those details. And that's not like picking on anyone. It's just what our brain does. Like men, women, competitors, uh, even a lot of our gen pop clients get into tracking and then you start looking at all these details. And if you stop looking at them or we say, you know, like we should do an intuitive meal or a loosely tracked meal, it feels like, Whoa, wait a second. Now I'm like out of control or your brain doesn't know what yeah. to do. Like it makes people freaked out. So they don't, they don't know how to feel.
0: No. It, yeah. It just makes you feel like out of control. Like exactly. That's the one thing that happens for me yeah. personally. Now. Do you find though, that um, this happens more often, even though if people die, die for a long time, um, how with the consistency of it, of their patterns, do you feel like everyone can get to that point where maybe messing around where it doesn't affect them as much?
1: I think maybe if they haven't, maybe if a brain hasn't committed a hundred percent where we do have clients, you know, where they never really grasp the concept well enough or they're just not at a point in their journey where they take it seriously enough to experience this. But I would say of the clients I've had across time, more clients experience what we're talking about than not. That's just with like the clients I've had. I don't know Mm, how you feel, but I think Tyler's right where if you're not taking tracking seriously and you're just kind of loosely doing things here and there, you maybe aren't experiencing it. Your brain isn't going through the phases of really like latching on to needing to like open up your app every day. Like I have clients say that all the time when I will prompt them to like, you should go on this vacation or you should go on this date or have this dinner and not track it. They're always like, my brain just wants to open up my fitness pal and like begin entering stuff. Like it's hard to stop doing it because that's how our brains work when we've formed a habit, we just habitually like go back to it. So you have to realize letting go of that is a process as well and an important one because it can make you crazy because it's a constant comparison where Tyler and I were just sitting here talking where it's like for competitors, I know not everyone maybe competes, but post-show is a time where you can really feel like you're failing as you let go and loosen up on some of those habits that you had during prep You can feel like you're failing, even if you're not, just because you're comparing it to how strict and how tight you are keeping everything. Where it's like, you know, maybe in your reverse diet or when you were off season, you might be going ham, eating McDonald's, (laughs) getting some ice cream, not even thinking about that. But somehow when you've tracked for this long period of time and then you go back to those habits, you feel massively like you're failing, even though you would have done it six months ago without batting an eye <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it, so it's like keeping the balance yeah in mind. you don't even know there's a balance there from, yes, to begin with that's exactly right even if you tell them ahead of time like hey this is a possibility of what potentially could happen this they can't we, see it they can't see it they don't even know what it looks like they're like yes. oh no, no i'll be good uh, once i'm in the zone yeah you know, and even like uh, myself uh, um, personally when i've prepped before in the past i know what my tendencies are after a show it's just call it, uh, for the competitors or even those who reach a goal and then, you know reverse or come out of it i always tell myself actually the goal of the entire thing is to get through the reverse successfully knowing that that was my, cha- my biggest challenge of the whole thing
1: i think that's common too and yeah?
0: it, it still even i know months ahead of time that it's coming i still have a hard time with it
1: it's tough
0: it's tough and it's a feeling that it's really hard to get through because it is it feels like Like if you, let's say you get really lean or lose a bunch of weight and then you see you slipping up a little bit, you feel out of control, like we said before, but also you see your body change a little bit and you think this is bad. It's not because you were so successful before and you thought that's the right way to do it. And that obviously was the right way, but you can't do that forever.
1: It's right. That's right. You
0: can't at all.
1: So it's like important to shift your brain's focus of what is success. That's what we do. We don't realize Just because the goal was losing before and that's what made you successful in that goal, our brain has a very difficult time shifting to seeing the opposite as successful. Whether it be like you're saying, eating more food and tracking it tightly, or if your goal is intuitive eating, realizing letting go of tracking and being more loose with it is success. But like our brain can't do that for some reason. But
0: it's the... um, People like to do things in extreme too. True. Where it... To keep the balance, you should do it gradually. Like, but it, once people are have the all or nothing mentality, yeah. where once they start getting looser, even just a little bit, they think, "Well, it's like a I,
1: landslide." I, yeah, it's
0: a landslide where they just say, "Screw it!" So they go from one side of the pendulum to the other quickly. Yep, that's that, That's pretty damaging too, mentally, because it can lead to a lot of guilt for sure, or making up for it, and that's tough to t- tough to do.
1: And the only cure for that is as we've said in many podcasts really just self-awareness because you realize what you're giving yourself permission to do like you're creating that so if you're self-aware enough say you're you know post diet or whatever and it's like say you have one meal where you're like dang i royally messed that up or whatever that doesn't mean the next meal has to be like that you're self-aware you can control every single decision you're making where it's not like well, I slipped up once, so I may as well, you know, whatever. You got to be self-aware to realize you can reel this back in any time. Does not have to be like an epic landslide into thirty pounds. Yeah, or... let's not
0: do that. Which I've done before, I, and it's not <laughs> it's the best
1: story ever. It's
0: it's a horrible feeling because you you feel so out of control. It, mine was more extreme. It was like ten days. In ten days, I gained thirty pounds, and it was the most miserable feeling ever. And it was horrible.
1: But the other thing to realize with what Tyler's saying, like yes. Um, you know, I'm sure some of the mental aspects come into play, but when you're that lean, like a bodybuilding lean, it is important to recognize too, and this goes for competitors or anybody who's gotten really lean, it's not just you being weak. Some of it is your physiological cues. Your body is like, no, this is bad. We don't want to be this lean. So not only are you fighting the loosening up of some of the habits that you've had during this really extreme phase of getting lean it's also your body giving you cues of like we need to put body fat on because we're dying
0: your body so you're fighting
1: both so it's okay to realize you are human where your reverse may not be perfect but the idea is to not let it be a landslide where you're like well i already am this deep let me just keep plowing through
0: (laughs) It, it it's really really difficult it takes a long time to get if you go that extreme it like consistently for days on end. Yeah. You're like, once you're in it, it's very, very tough. So yeah.
1: How'd that feel? How'd you reel more. it back in? No, I'm serious. Yeah. I um, want
0: to know. <laughs> I eventually came to realize, and the thing with me was I was trying to fight to stay lean mm-hmm. because I was lean for so long. Okay. And it was really hard to see the changes where I was literally swallowing up. Yeah. And <laughs> quickly. Uh, My girlfriend at the time didn't even recognize me because I she lived in another state and she came to visit me the next week after a show. <clears throat> she walked past me.
1: It's so wild. Um,
0: to when, when I went to pick her up at the airport, she didn't recognize me. And uh, that was kind of like, uh, crap, this is kind of getting out of hand a little, bit, like, a little bit. Like, did that make it crazy. click in? Yeah. And Once
1: you, like, looked at yourself, did that make you, like, forget it? I guess i Yeah, I can't
0: fight anymore. I might as well just, you know what, just stay where I'm at, and that's fine. Because I think with guys, when they gain weight, they just kind of, like, think it was like, oh, I'm just bulking. It doesn't yeah. really... Matter. I'm not. I don't need to stay like super shredded all the time, which you can't. And plus, with my goals and what I wanted to do, I wanted to gain weight anyway. I just didn't want to do it that quickly. Um, <laughs> so you just
1: kind of like accepted. Yeah, it I accepted. Like... Once
0: I accepted it and just said, you know what, I just have to let it roll, and eventually my body would just catch up and normalize.
1: As you accepted it, did you have less like crazy d- urge to eat, or did it, it still kind of? Keep... It
0: is. It was still there a little bit. Just it didn't as much. Like not as much. It did dim down after a couple weeks
1: interesting
0: (laughs) but i think it was more like after once i was set free from dieting i already had a list of stuff i was i was gonna do so it was (laughs) i I set myself up for failure right away. it was and this is why people when they get they get in trouble with like cheap meals or days days yeah they have that that shit planned out ahead of time thinking about it thinking about it and they're like i cannot wait till saturday that the last supper is coming up and so if you set yourself up ahead of time with that, you're setting yourself up failure. You're doomed because yeah. you're, you're gonna do it. You're gonna go all out, and then until
1: you have all those things that were yes. like in your brain.
0: Yes, and so I knew I wanted to hit these restaurants. I stocked all my my house, and my fridge, with all the foods so that I wanted, funny. and I wanted to eat everything like in one day. Can I tell you? I've <laughs>
1: literally never had that happen. It's, so it's, that's like so funny. It's for a crazy,
0: me. crazy, and this was like okay. I did like an extreme. This was before counting macros, flexible dieting. I was I went extreme bro hard, like really just clean eating and stuff. Really clean eating. A what do time, you think your low, calories, low calories. Like were? What do you think they were? Uh, I believe I was at I started out about twenty seven hundred calories roughly. And then I kept going down from there, but I didn't really count calories. I just know I started there and went lower. Any and guesses?
1: So I what probably do you think?
0: went under two thousand at least? For my for me that's yeah, slow. That's low. I also did some binging here and there while I was doing it. <laughs> here and, and there. I, I did some extreme excessive Less eating, I should say, dieting to make up for it and a lot more cardio. So I did my own damaging, um, created my own damaging habits. But after the show, I think I was just so like I wanted food and I never craved food like that before. Yeah. That I just was like, all right, I'm going to go have it and like I never had it before.
1: It's interesting. Yeah, right. I think that's common though. It is. And In dieting does. and uh, contest prep. Like, yeah. People do that with diets they do, all, yeah. all the time.
0: And they, um, like ice cream. I love ice cream. Like, this is crazy. You can't have ice cream here and there. Like, it's not going to kill you, but you're just brainwashed that it's going to go to your ass or it's going to you know, put on body fat and on areas that you don't want just instantly. Yeah. And, and then guess it.
1: what? Yeah. And then what happens when you do have it?
0: Yeah. It does, it's not... Like people tell you.
1: No. Or, and or when you avoid it like that, then when you do have it, you're going to eat oh, like yeah. two gallons you're eat instead. The, yeah.
0: It's it's like, no, I'll just have one cookie. And no, I have like the whole box. <laughs> I don't count cookies. I count boxes.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh.
0: Even to this day where I'm like, oh, I'll just have a couple and I crush the whole box. And I know myself well enough. That is but I don't even, a lot of times I don't even crave it. But at that time it was, I was craving it, but then I got so full yeah, I couldn't eat anymore. I still craved it, so there was something hormonally going on too that was sure. out of my control. But um, I know I set myself up to just want it. Yeah. But then when I started normalizing, like after a day or two, I wanted it again. Interesting. But I think again, once I hit like I went down to like one seventy pounds, than my lowest, and I shot up at over two hundred pounds. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm leveling out it's here good. at two hundred. This is pretty good. I'm staying right here. And once again, like I said before, when I accepted it, it felt.
1: I'm sure. I bet a, a lot of it is. Relieved. Yeah. Like it probably yeah. relieves some of And even the urge to like do all that, because you yeah. just, your brain switches into like, it's weird how the expectation of something almost drives us to be more chaotic. We're like, you're it saying is. you like, you were disappointed you weren't lean. It almost like has it this really, flip refa- yeah. effect where you're like, you go harder and worse towards the thing you don't want. Yes. And then when you just accept it, you're like, okay, just calm down. like.
0: Yeah, it was really... Well, you work month, hard for months yeah. for, to get lean. And yeah. then it went away in like less than two weeks. So crazy. Like even faster than that. Where I was literally so blurry <laughs> and so much... Reten- I never had retention before where I had, had like a jiggly stomach. Puffy. Or Puffy. Something. Like yeah, it was really crazy. bizarre. I've never... Like my legs hurt so bad. Your body was just like... And whoa. so... I was mind blown. Like, I just blew everything. What the hell?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So,
0: yeah, it was really hard to accept still.
1: I'm sure. But
0: it just... I wore thick shirts and baggy shirts and covered up and... And, that,
1: like, you're not alone in that experience. So yeah, many people have had that experience post-show. And I think they always think, like, they're alone. They're the only one that's going through this. And regardless, post-show... I'm sorry we keep talking about contest prep, but it's always chaotic Um, on the inside it's
0: all related with everybody
1: dieting yeah it's like it can go for just diets but it's like people feel like it's so chaotic on the inside because your brain is going through so many extremes and again it's because of being so strict and that's where even though we love tracking um, it can have that that same effect of like you're so tight with it that when you release it it feels so chaotic and so you inevitably wind up feeling like oh my gosh, is this ever going to be normal again?
0: Now, okay. What's, that's one thing you have to probably like standardize and put set in stone. Like what is normal?
1: And I think that's hard, but I think we, so it's very individual, but I think that first of all, well, I guess I can explain normal is different for everyone, but I feel that all humans can tell when they're deviating from what their normal is. Like what, is becoming more extreme or where they're trying to gain too much control or where they're chaotic the other way, where they have no control like we have a feel for like what is normal
0: and but people on the outside looking in though might think it's crazy or they true. might not even know what's going on in your brain that's true 'cause you can A lot stuff. of people hide stuff too. True. But being self aware of what's happening, understanding the changes that you're going through. Sometimes it's good to talk about with people you trust. For sure.
1: Cause I think that's the other thing about if you've never really dieted or tracked, you what it can make people do is forget what their normal was. It's hard for and like we coach people through that a lot. And um especially if they've been tracking a long time or they do shows or whatever, that's what you don't realize is once you've kind of retrained your brain to do something different, it's hard to remember what the old normal was. Our brain just almost like erases, like what was it like to eat without tracking everything? Or what was it like to not think about, I can't have this or I can't have that. Like our brain has a hard time undoing that. So it's important to know when you go into a diet, or I guess I can share a little of my own experience because I've had to explain it to others when I'm trying to coach them through letting go of tracking. And that is when I came to Tyler, um, well, I had, had been far removed from an experience with an eating disorder when I was 18. But what that eating disorder allowed me to realize is that I could lose balance and I could lose what was normal. So I was very aware of the fact that you know, when I was a teenager younger than 18, I was eating in the way that I would describe as my normal. I never thought about food. I didn't think about, you know, what I was gonna eat, what I wasn't gonna eat. I listened to hunger cues. I just flowed day to day, didn't think about eating. Then once I became eating disordered, obviously you try to gain all that control over what you're doing, eating, you know, how you're exercising, things like that. So you you really over exercise control and restraint over that. And then when you recover from it, which I didn't really have help, I just kind of like figured it out in my brain on my own, I realized like, I have to go back to normal. And so I just took strides to to my normal. What was that
0: moment? (laughs) That moment? What were you doing?
1: I can remember specifically. So what happened to me by the time I was 18, um, you know, and I had a very short-lived eating disorder that lasted like about a year where I whittled myself down to like 99 pounds and I remember the moment I I played college soccer. I remember stepping on the scale in our weight room and that's how much I weighed. And I was like, and normally just to like let people know, I weighed like 120 pounds when I went into college. And then this was probably six to eight months in. So without knowing or without really like whatever, I just became very chaotic and wound up being 99 pounds. And I remember looking at that number like, Whoa! So Something you didn't even is know where you weighed
0: the whole time? Like,
1: not really. We would weigh here and there. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't own a scale. It would just be like here and there in the weight room when we'd lift. We'd like they'd say we're doing maxes. Like jump on the scale or whatever. So you
0: weren't even concerned about your weight. You were just no. You're doing the things you're doing for performance.
1: Yes, I thought. For yeah,
0: <laughs> like that was your your intention yeah. behind it. You had no idea that the effect would be the no. Happened.
1: I knew I was getting. I could tell I was getting skinnier, but mainly just to give a. brief like little background is that I thought like, um, when I went to call it, play college soccer, I was the first person in my family to like go away to school, obviously to have a scholarship to do that. And so I was just very fixated on like wanting to play, start, be the best I could be. Like I wanted to crush it in school, put all these expectations on myself, started just going real hard, doing extra stuff, like outside of practice, you know, which practice at a D1 school is. Pretty intense, two to three hours, you know, whatever. Especially our school, soccer. yeah. Our school is on a hill. So like I went to Berkeley. It's a hill, literally, all of it. So you're just sweating like all day, walking up and down hills. And so real active. Didn't have my mom like cooking me food and doing all the things I did in high school. Um, I would do extra running up to like many miles per week, <laughs> well over like 10 miles on top of practice. Um, I would lift extra stuff like that. So I thought I was going in the direction of like crushing it in soccer. And unfortunately for me, I did do really well that year and that kind of cemented what I was doing. So I did earn a starting spot. I was playing, doing well. I was simultaneously whittling myself into a skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) However, I did really well. Like I did everything I wanted to. So it kind of like cemented like, okay, you're doing it. Like you're doing it with all these habits I got a 4.0 like in my first semester. How did you even
0: think? Like, how could you think with all that going on? I life? was
1: just like so <laughs> I'd be robotic. So tired I would just go. like study, sleep, like wake up, do things. I want to
0: take a nap.
1: I don't know, because I am very nappy. I just really oh. plowed through, like, I think I took naps sometime. I don't know. But I was really successful. And so I did really whittle some weight off myself because I'm already skinny to begin with. <laughs>
0: So that's a good point there too. Is you probably because you started and all the success you oh, had yeah. of it, you really thought that this is what I have to do. Yep, it to wor- get to to get to where I'm at. Yep. So I must have to do all this punishing. I day. thought this is
1: working. This is I working. I was. That's exactly so how this my is brain the was. The correct
0: thing I'm doing. I'm going in the right direction.
1: Yep. And in a brief tangent, this is why it worries me, especially when women compete and they start doing these really punishing things and then they're successful because I know. The exact same thing that happened to me is gonna happen to them.
0: Even just anyone that diets. And
1: they get, you know, compliments or yeah, they feel better. They think that's the right thing. Yep. Yep. Or they
0: might go into extremes to make up for things in short term where they need you know drops here and there and think that's just what i have to do and that's that's
1: how our brains work it's reward and you know you put in work you get the reward you keep doing it because that's what you think until you weigh 99 pounds in the weight room and then you go oh my god like what have i done so that's what happened to me wow Yeah, I stepped on the scale, realized that, and then the short part is I spent about three to four months realizing, wow, like, something I really have to change. Like, I have to do something different, and this is not good. And people around me are kind of noticing, but nobody ever, I never had help. Like, I didn't see a counselor. I didn't, like, you know, have somebody coach me through this. This is
0: all your own self-awareness, your own, like, knowing what's going on and eventually coming to realize. Yeah.
1: Like I went home for Christmas and everyone I'm sure was like, Oh good Lord, this girl (laughs) was like, what happened? But nobody really like talked to me about it. You know, asked if I needed help. I just started to realize on my own, like, holy moly, I'm not happy. Like I have everything I thought I wanted and I'm not happy and I'm sad and I don't have friends. And I literally just like work out. Like,
0: So what were you happy about? Like, what was it that like, Mainly what I, made you declare that you weren't happy?
1: I just I didn't feel happy. Like I didn't have like the relationships around me that I had always had. The so things you
0: value that you
1: just yeah I realized as much. I didn't have it. Like none of starting wasn't bringing me that. Like it was exciting, you know, it was cool. I did well, but it wasn't like the deeper things that definitely have made me feel fulfilled. Like across life, I've always been had a boyfriend I was close with or. um... Praise the Lord! I met my who is my husband now. Like the next year, but I truly believe it took healing from that to even meet him because I think if I was in that place where that kind of darker place, I would have never like attracted all those good things in my life anyway. So, but yeah, that's what made me realize that where I, I feel like I, something just clicked where I thought like, what are you doing here? Like this is so you, know, you, you got go? straight A's, you did all this stuff, and like you just feel like just empty. So. Oh, wow. Then I tried to gain weight, which is exciting. Yeah, you have
0: to, now you have to go the other side. Of the
1: yeah, life. which was I remember telling myself, okay, like you have to wake up and you have to do the opposite of the things that you were doing, and that was and you hard. You thought you su-
0: were successful, and yes, now you're undoing it all. Yeah,
1: and it was really hard. I remember I was like young, you know, so I have to think back. But like that's what I would do. I'd wake up and I'd think, okay, whatever your brain tells you, you have to do like the opposite. So if it my brain would tell me like, don't eat that or do, you know, and do this, like run or do this. I would think, no, just cut that back a little bit and you should eat that thing. So that's kind of how I started doing it. It was just being counterintuitive to like whatever weird thing my brain was telling me slowly. Then I realized it was really, really hard for me to gain weight. That was where that started clicking (laughs) in where I'm like, wow, this is really difficult. So like, I feel like I'm eating a lot and it's not happening the way that I think it should because I'm still active, still playing soccer, but just trying to be less extreme with the extra stuff I'm doing. So I'm really working through this on my own. Just imagine this chaos. (laughs) and then, So then I'm like, dang, this is like hard. So then I start eating like a lot more, like a lot, like having to almost like force feed myself in some ways. So, which I can always eat a lot, like even before that I did, but I started kind of like just doing that counterintuitive thing, eating more and more and more. And then I did eventually like start to come up or I could just feel, I wasn't weighing myself, but I could just feel that I was like, okay, it's going in the opposite direction. But then it was kind of hard to break those habits where I was like, okay, now you're just like being excessive the other way, (laughs) you know, like what now, what are you doing? (laughs) So... I just remember having a moment and actually this was like just shortly after I met who is now my husband. And I was sitting in an islands restaurant (laughs) with him and we're eating dinner with my family. And I remember I'm like looking at this thing I ordered. I'm like, okay, something just clicked in where I'm like, you really have to be like normal. You have to go back to like, there was a point when you just ate when you were hungry. If you weren't hungry, you just like, were like, nah, I'm good. Didn't eat it. And from that day forward, that was what I started trying to do is just like, like learn how to, way. yeah, just like learn how to follow hunger cues and be normal and like stop eating when you're full and eat if you're hungry and, and whatever. And I only got up to like, I don't know, I think I probably weighed like 135 maybe or something. But for me, that's like slightly bigger.
0: So how, how long was that time span from ninety? the to
1: whole, 10? all of it, that was probably like. From ninety nine to like one thirty five, which I normally weighed, like I said, like probably one twenty, 120, one twenty five. Um, wh- that whole thing was maybe like a year.
0: Okay, so you did one extreme in a year, and the other in a year.
1: Kind of maybe. So like, that's yeah, a
0: little less. That's so during that it was a really gradual process for you to really develop new figure small all habits. that out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. Yeah, that's pretty fast. You did a good job quickly. It, I
1: feel like it was pretty fast. And then what cemented it, like I said, I had so much happiness in my life because literally I've been married to my husband. I, I've We've been together 20 years. And so literally that really cemented it. And I could feel knew that like going in that correct direction for me and bringing the balance and like happiness back in my life. Like I firmly believe that's why I even attracted him in the first place. And I don't think I would have because I, I sucked like that whole first year.
0: <laughs> so I'm pretty
1: sure if I met him my first year, he would have been like, who is this weird skeleton?
0: But you had a kick-ass soccer season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did crush it there. But I still did good my second year too. So I mean, it
0: was like, so I did figured you, it out. Did you re- like evaluate and reevaluate your values like really in depth to like, like what makes oh, yeah. to understand to know that? okay, I need to stop doing this. Yeah, I'm not that, going to play soccer forever.
1: Right. That was probably like the single, mo- many things, becoming a mom, many things I've done have been defining moments. But I would say that's the earliest defining moment I had in my life. It was probably the worst experience. However, the one that taught me the most about myself and allowed me to, conduct the rest of my life which I'm going on 20 years you know past that here in a way that placed what are my values at like the forefront of everything I do and and what I know firmly what makes me happy and what doesn't and I know how to keep my life simple and not attract nonsense that won't make me happy and won't make me fulfilled and it it taught me so many things I can't even explain that's
0: awesome yeah because people won't they'll, they'll keep doing it thinking that that's grasping to, to get there yeah. for their happiness or whatever it may be, that they don't even stop and say, Look, I, what am I doing here? Is this really yep. what I want? Yeah. And they'll just keep fighting and thinking that's just it. Like this person totally. did and that's what they're doing and I should do that. I think so too. But really there could be stuff going on that they don't know about. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, like I said, I think, I really think like Eli came, my husband came at the appropriate time where it cemented that my new way of thinking to so like, yes, this is right. So it's almost like we need those really strong defining points in a journey to be like, I'm doing the right thing, you know? Whereas soccer and doing well in it at first was that defining thing that pushed me into those negative habits. Coming out of it, finding, like, who is the love of my life was, like, you're doing the right thing. Keep going. Like, this is correct. So I don't know if people don't have that firm thing. Maybe they just keep floundering, like...
0: On and on, but I I think some people they they're not self-aware enough to know that it's even an an issue. True. They they probably just many keep going on again. Like I said, they they just think it's normal and right that it's it's not an issue, so they don't even know to ask for help because they think this is or to even help help themselves. Helping yourself
1: is really the most important like part and
0: accepting that this is probably a problem.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It taught me, like, from such a young age, I have, like, realized I was a flawed human, like, at a very early age, and I think that is important. Like, it sounds weird. None of us is perfect, and that has let me be more open, more vulnerable, more receptive to other people's feedback like you know and stuff like that so
0: okay so do you think a lot of it had uh previous expectations coming into college because it's a bigger you've always had scouts 100 like percent, watching you all the time you're always the best player on the field kind of thing everyone's watching your every move now yes. you have to you proved yourself over and over and over not that you're doing it to prove yourself you're just doing it because you're now you don't want to let anyone down. That's a
1: hundred percent.
0: All these expectations <laughs> that you put on yourself. Yeah. And in, I'm sure there's a lot of expectations that were real. I was give Leanne a hard time. But some <laughs> of it's just insensuated pretty broadly that she puts it on herself. It like, is. Believe, but we all we do. we all do.
1: Yeah. But
0: rightfully so. I mean, you go to D1 and you're getting scouted. Like now you have to step it up and like, pr- like, do your part that you can do. That's how it felt.
1: Yeah, you want to like prove, you know. And
0: you're a team player. You don't want to let anyone down. Of course not. My family
1: too was, and that's what made me, that was another part, realizing just like, they didn't care. They didn't care if I started every game. You know, they weren't proud of me because I started every game. It was like, they're proud of you, period.
0: And if you quit, Like in the middle of high school, they'd be like, Okay, cool. Yeah. They wouldn't like make you do it. Like, you know
1: No, that was all pressure I put on myself. My parents never like did that to me.
0: Usually sometimes you hear that with it's usually somebody or something that. so that's interesting how you just kept going with yeah it and you didn't stop but you just you <laughs> care about everyone else you're so selfless
1: um, <clears throat> sometimes i guess but
0: it's yeah it's interesting the expectations you put some people put expectations on themselves like social media and stuff like that it's just true. external things that it's hard to stop doing it and you don't want to let people down That's yeah sort of it fun. is
1: no totally it's important to reevaluate like what am i doing here is it bringing happiness like what can i change if i don't have happiness and just keep working towards it every day
0: Okay, so once you got through it, now uh, back to why you, had, yeah, how it.
1: How this connects yeah, to okay. <laughs> so to bring it full circle, what I, my experience with that, when I came to tracking, and I think many aren't aware of these things, if you haven't had an experience like I'm describing, what it is when you come to any diet, um, you're not realizing what your normal was, you know? So my experience with being disordered And understanding I was outside of my normal made me aware of the fact that I could lose normal again. Now, if people come to dieting or tracking and they don't even realize what their normal is, they're not aware they can lose it. You know what I mean? It's like the idea of you don't know what you have till it's gone type thing. So if you aren't aware of the fact that you're eating fluidly, you're following hunger cues, you don't think about what meals you're eating, you're, you know, you don't put a lot of thought into your day. You're not aware you can lose that until you begin dieting and you have a comparison because then that brings guilt because then you start comparing it to this other thing that you now have defined as this is successful. So tracking can become that for people. And that's why it's important to have a coach that will help you through the phases and that you don't look at it as this endless sea of, well, I guess I just track for the rest of my life. Because even though we're macro coaches, like that's not what we believe. We believe it should be like phases of things. So that was kind of the point where when you come to dieting or if you contest prep, if you haven't lost your normal, you may come out on the other side of your diet or you're tracking, realizing, holy cow, how do I be normal again? Like, how do I not track? How do I... You know what I mean? Because you didn't know you could lose it, but you just lost it. (laughs) So now you're back on the other side of this diet, like learning how to be normal. And that's why tracking and dieting can be a, pardon me, mindfuck, because you don't realize... I said, it. you don't realize that you're losing something that you didn't even know you had in the first place. So, yeah. That, that, yeah.
0: And, and you have to remember too that for some people to get the result they want, they sometimes have to go to the extreme. You do, to,
1: yeah. To
0: get to that point where it's the consistency and the adherence, where if you're kind of messing around and you're not making changes and you're upset that that's not happening. Yeah. That's where this really comes into play. You're not going to have the extremes that you no. were talking about. It it just won't be no, there. No, you're, you're
1: right. You don't have all those built up rules. You don't. Yeah. If you're not taking it you seriously, your brain hasn't gone in that space where you, um, yeah, have feel chaotic about breaking rules because you didn't have them in the first place.
0: Yeah. So. Or you might also on the opposite side of the spectrum, you might keep telling yourself, I don't want to get to that point. So it's like an excuse in a that way can where be. I don't want to adhere. Cause it's, it's true. Well, I want to be normal. I want to be normal. I want to be normal. We do you, hear you, that. You, yeah. yeah. You can, you know, or other people will tell them like, you're weird, you're obsessed, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And that could be true too. But you have to look at like, well, yes i want to get these results like it have to be a little and it's true it. you,
1: you you do yeah yeah and
0: how long you do that is what really plays a huge role with that's this. super true
1: and just being self-aware and yeah. or maybe having a guide like a coach to help you understand like hey this yes. has gone too far too long you're you know whatever we sometimes need that reflection yeah. but you're still right with like to get somewhere you've never been you have to do something you've never done so if you're that person that's never quite gotten the result that you've wanted, maybe you need to evaluate and like buckle down and
0: exactly. adhere
1: tighter. It just depends what your end goal is.
0: Exactly. But it's, it's crazy how, okay, how do I say this lightly where it's not, <laughs> I don't want anyone to get offended. I'm not talking about anybody specifically or anything like that. Because
1: okay. we're all so similar. We're yes. just generalizing. We're it's nobody yes. specific.
0: If you're trying to diet and you're not adhering 100% the whole, like, let's say over a span of six months Mm -hmm. and you're hitting plateaus and you're not really making as much progress. You were a little bit here and there and then it just caught up to you and you just stalled. Mm -hmm. If they buckle down for like two weeks, they'll die and they'll make some progress. They think it's the end of the world. Like, oh my God, how much longer is this going to last? Like, do I have to do this forever? That's a whole nother thing. No, you don't have to do it forever. But right now you have to go through a time period to get to the results. You have to do it. It's true. But they think it's like, oh my God, this is just crazy. I don't know how people do this. And they have to, they don't understand.
1: So I actually have another point to that because I think that is a little of how the brain, why humans don't really achieve the long-term goals they want in terms of fitness and dieting and why humans are so bad at dieting is they see everything as having a really firm beginning and end point we for some reason need like that the beginning and the end you don't nobody looks at like i'm gonna get these results and i'm just you know what i'm just gonna wake up for the rest of my life every day and chip away at it slowly like no one wants that boring yeah like, we can't see it as just, you know what? This quest will never end. It needs, like, in 37 g- days, I'm going on the cruise, and then all this madness will be over. We can't accept that it's going to be, like... gratification.
0: Yeah. They want results every single day. Yeah. All the time, but yet they don't want to do everything they need to every single day to get the results. <laughs> no. it's so We're chaotic is what it, we are. Yeah, it's really chaotic. <laughs> But the ones who really are patient and grind through the difficult times within re- health reasons, you're, you're good, you know, on the way down, always end up coming out really, really well.
1: For sure. And even what we're talking about with tracking being the mind screw that it is, <laughs> um, is it, the thing is, is to know that like you still will come out on the other side of it. Even better and I can give that experience because I can say like I Tyler has coached me for I can't six years or something at this point mm-hmm. and um, there have been things I've done along the way that I think he until he knew me better like didn't understand but my point is you can come out on the other side of this even better if you do track and if you understand your body and you diet because you have every experience. And that means like, I know I will never go back to the, that disordered place because I have too much awareness. So like, even when I do stuff with Tyler, like I will build in time—you know, a couple days, whether it's post-show or blocks of time where I don't track because I know I can lose my normal. So if you have a coach where like, you can coordinate those things or if you're self-aware to know, you can always build in those things. And when you come out on the other side of tracking, you have every experience and you can just be like, this dialed in superhuman where it's like you know how to get your body to respond and yet you know you don't need to be controlling and chaotic every second of your life and like you know well i guess they just track every single day it's like no tracking will instill everything you need to understand how to get your body to perform and maintain and that's why it's important and such a great skill
0: and that's something you can if you work with a coach where you can go over a solid strategy of And every strategy isn't the same for everybody. It's like never, I feel. No, it's, and don't think of it like, oh, it's a free time. Like use it as a balance tool instead of a freebie of doing whatever.
1: Yeah, you should be trying to learn and like hone your skills because that's what you're supposed, like you're tracking and paying attention to everything you're doing for an end goal of knowing those things when you don't track people just think like they have to track to get the result well you don't like i've dieted intuitively tyler like maintained his weight i've maintained my weight many years like without tracking so
0: and that's that's the the key is if you go through the stages or phases like solidly you'll get to intuitive eating where it'll be a breeze super cool it's super cool and, and we
1: really have like remember we did a uh, into like i dieted intuitively where i still tracked but i just listened to hunger cues and like prepped for a couple shows was it like the most most optimal outcome probably not but it still was like it worked and it was a cool experience
0: yeah (laughs) it was fun
1: yeah (laughs) learn something new
0: and also to intuitively like for myself i can i intuitively have been eating for a long time recently tracking <laughs> um, yes. Not hitting certain numbers, but just trying to get back and tra- it's hard for me to get back in tracking. Where tracking used to be so easy for me, and I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum where I, I'm I'm kind of fearful to start tracking because I know the tendencies of exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> where I know I could get too in the zone where I can create. I'll start thinking about things that I didn't think about before with the norm.
1: Interesting, kind of. yeah.
0: And so that's my tendency, and I I just confess this to Leanne today for the first time. I think I, you
1: I, just kind of realized it. In yeah. Way a little bit right and yeah and
0: I, I always would think about it here and there but I never really thought deeply about it but um it is kind of a fear of I know myself that I don't want to lose that norm because it was so hard to to go back to the norm yeah the transition is was very very difficult eating intuitively I could like during that time when I actually got to a good place I was able to maintain for years and if I want to lose a few pounds I could easily lose a few pounds without tracking just still intuitively yeah. eating just being more aware of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But to get to a certain point, obviously I had to start tracking and,
1: and dial it in if I
0: want to dial it in and get even leaner or drop more weight. So there are like thresholds and stuff you can do and get away with it um, and, and make it work worth your while. But it's pretty crazy. Dieting is just, It, it is can mess you up mind blowing. Big time. It can heighten things that like, it can heighten mental, not I don't want to say issues, but Condi- conditions. Yeah, just like the way or, your brain
1: thinks yeah. it will exacerbate conditions that are going on yeah absolutely
0: and your body will do things that uh you never experienced before like people crave things that they never craved before they don't understand why or things are their body's changing in ways they didn't know i mean this is different extremes and stuff but it's really interesting if you're aware and really objective to what's going on that makes a huge huge difference to understand again the process what you're doing and knowing the patterns of what you're doing as well and just really digging in understanding truly what's happening and and being like open to discussion with people about it too i think
1: that helps you know like being vulnerable and
0: talking to somebody if you need to not only a therapist if, if it's really really deep if you know something's wrong but you don't really know exactly what to do or that it's an issue talking to somebody can help a lot or a coach like someone that really cares
1: i think self-awareness is developed through talking to others like it's rarely we can't like do it on our own we have to have reflection from the outside to like get self-awareness heightened to the
0: and talking and opening up about things that are uncomfortable too Mm mm-hmm If you're just talking about like surface, our surface thing, dig deep, much deeper.
1: I think the only thing you find out when you, the more I've talked about this stuff, the more I realize like most people have experiences like this. They just were afraid to like share it. And when you share, normally they'll open up to you too with something that is relatable or maybe that will give you perspective or something like that. So,
0: and usually judgment is one thing that people get, feel that they'll get judged so, Mm -hmm. so they won't say anything. So talk to someone you trust, and you'd be surprised. There are probably a lot of people that won't judge you. Yeah, I think most close. people are, yeah. If they're your friend or close friend, they're judging you from it, maybe <laughs> they're not, not your friend. Close friend. <laughs> so just realize that maybe that would be a good way to filter out your friends. It's
1: true. <laughs> if you're 100% yourself and you share, like, some of the deeper things and people don't stick, like, they weren't your people to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. So.
0: <laughs> so choose your friends wisely. For
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we wrap that up. It's just basically... Yeah. Be aware of, you know, the fact that your normal can be lost through tracking and dieting, but through self-awareness and reflection and, you know, having outside help with stuff, you can definitely come out the best on the other side of all the experiences and uh, reach your goals, too, which is pretty cool. Absolutely.
0: You might have a new normal coming out of it that might be incredible, too, that you didn't even realize you could do. It's very true. So learn from what you do and this you're going to make mistakes it's the only way for you to improving get better yes so make lots of mistakes just do it right and <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that's
1: all life so, is is one methodical mistake yes, practically
0: <laughs> exactly so that was a pretty good one we will actually wrap it up here and uh until next time we'll see you guys later see you later So long, I must have superpowers, rap 225.